Principal Matters Podcast, episode 174. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm talking to my friend Chris Leglider about 10 areas to focus on for growth as a leader. Chris Leglider has been in education for 24 years, including the last 13 as an administrator. His experience includes teaching and coaching at the high school level and building administrator experience at both the middle and high school levels. He has worked in rural schools and suburban school districts, and he currently serves as the principal for Leewood Middle School of the Blue Valley School District in the Kansas City metro area. Chris has a lead learner focus that places a priority on continual growth and includes helping others to collectively grow and learn from each other. His work includes growing as a leader in his position and supporting others in this, his profession. And he blogs at leadlearnerperspectives.com, where you can read great posts on leadership. In today's conversation, he's going to be sharing 10 areas to focus on for growth as a leader. Chris Leglider, welcome to Principal Matters. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And why don't you tell Principal Matters listeners something they may be surprised to know about you? Well, first of all, Will, thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm very honored and humbled to be a a guest member. And uh, I just feel like something that maybe folks don't recognize or realize about myself is that I'm just like every other leader out there, which is simply that we're all trying to get better. And we're all trying to do what's best for our staff and for kids. And what I value so much is just learning from people like yourself and every leader out there. So um, what I think people want to recognize is that we're all in it together and we all have so many commonalities that we can learn and grow with each other. Well, thanks, Chris. And I know that you are a family man. I know you love reading, exercising, writing, and we connected because you and I have been learning together through some of the um, Principal Matters Executive Coaching that we've been doing together. And so I'm so excited because as you shared with me and we've been growing together as leaders, you have some great content that you've been using as you share with not just aspiring leaders, but leaders who want to continue to grow. And so I was so excited when you offered to share some of those takeaways with Principal Matters listeners, especially the your, your 10 essentials. And so I just want to just jump straight in to some of that content this morning. What are ways that leaders can continue to grow? And, and I'm just going to let you jump in on, on what you think we should talk about first. Well, I think the first thing is it's important we recognize why does growth matter? So One of the things all of us recognize is that society is changing very rapidly and schools are as well. And when you think about that, some schools are really modifying, changing, adapting to meet the needs of their kids and others may not be as quickly. But I think it always comes back to what are the leaders within those schools doing to learn, to grow and to help others grow. And I think when we think about the definition of leadership, it comes back to something along the lines of how we can impact or develop others. And that's true for every different role, not just uh, within education. But within education, I think we have to recognize if we want to grow teacher leaders or even uh, aspiring administrators, we have to help grow ourselves first. So I took a look at what was I doing over time to help me get better And as I connected with more and more leaders, I recognized some common themes that they were sharing that they were doing as well. So that's what allowed me to put together the 10 areas to focus for growth as a leader. So I'm just going to go through these 10 and and ask as we go, but I want to share these as a way that really it's the collective uh, 
areas from others and myself that we recognize that really helped us to grow as leaders within our profession and positions. So the, the first area I think for growth we have to start is with the mindset. And I used to coach at the high school level, so I'm a big, you know, uh, coach quote fan. And so John Wooden, uh, former UCLA coach, is one that I, uh, he's a great coach, teacher. And uh, there's a quote that goes, the best competition I have is against myself to become better. And that was said by John Wooden. And I really think when you think about a leader, if we focus on other people, we're not really recognizing what we what we have as strengths, but also areas that we can grow and get better for those we serve. And I think it's so important we really focus on what we're doing today, you know, within our jobs, within our roles. How are we getting better day to day and not always focused on two or three years down the road, but what are we doing day in, day out to impact those we serve? And I think it really comes back to a attitude in everything we do, always having that mindset of how can we get better and how can we uh, better serve those that, um, you know, we're there for in our positions. So that's the first area of growth, I think, is that mindset and how we can look better with that ourselves to, to grow in our roles. Mm, that's great. Uh, the second one that I, I share with people is the importance of developing core beliefs. And I feel like there's a lot of administrators who work extremely hard and they care about you know, serving their schools and their students, but sometimes they may not have those core beliefs that help guide their decision-making. And so I always encourage leaders to identify the two or three, maybe four areas that they recognize are their core beliefs that can help really drive consistent decision-making. And when someone really looks at their core beliefs, they need to focus on what can they do, not what they can't do, but what are their strengths and typically, when they start looking at that, they are going to be introspective, and they're going to identify that it really comes back to character and integrity as some of those core beliefs, because people, they don't really follow mission statements and words. They follow you know, the person and what a person models and exemplifies. So your core beliefs really come back to someone's integrity and, and character and how you model those. You know, I had three core beliefs myself, and I share those with our staff and our students and our parents, just so they understand that's what my focus is, and that's what how I make my decisions are with those core beliefs. And that allows me, I think, to better serve my students and staff because it allows all those decisions to come back to those, uh, you know, couple areas of those core beliefs. Mm, that's good. And I know that one of the things I've heard you say before in our other conversations, Chris, is that, you know, talent will get you in the door, but character will keep you in the room. What do you mean by that? Well, I just from looking over time when I was a teacher and then as I became an administrator, I've met some outstanding, very intelligent people. But I look at those who are the best leaders. They weren't always the leaders who maybe were the most intelligent in every area of administration, but they were the people who were who had the drive, who had the integrity to make connections with people who were humble enough to admit when they were wrong, but continue to drive to get better. So their character allowed them to grow. And those are the ones who I really feel like are the most impactful leaders that I've had the opportunity to learn with and from. And so there's a lot of smart people out there and, and it's important to be instructionally intelligent. Yes. But I think it's in more the character, your day in, day out, your integrity that really allows someone to make a school community strong. So mindset, Core beliefs, what's your third? I call it challenging the status quo. Uh, innovation is maybe how some people phrase that, but I, challenging the status quo, I think, is essential. 
uh, for leaders. And, you know, I mentioned how society is changing rapidly, so our schools must change too. And I think most school administrators recognize that. But I think it's important then as a leader, we need to understand how do we challenge the status quo within our own schools. Mm -hmm. And leaders set out to make a difference. So that the important thing, I think, is to recognize, focus on where you're at right now with your school community and what can you start with to make that change. For me, it was very important in my school setting to really find a way to get our staff to understand they can be the difference and to really give them opportunities to be empowered to make that difference. So leading professional development, um, doing genius hours, trying to get their feedback, you know, checking in with them frequently was really important for me. And trying to make our professional learning a pivotal key focus of our building is something I just believe is is essential. Yeah. So that was, that was innovative in our school was making our staff PD and putting our staff kind of at the forefront of that change was really essential. And then we've also focused on how can I help our students become more empowered so they just don't go through their middle school setting, but they actually have a chance to lead. They have opportunities to share, opportunities for us to learn and listen from them. And so we We've created, you know, many different ways that students have different opportunities to really shine and develop those confidence, but to really demonstrate leadership. And it's not perfect. You know, that they're going to make mistakes. We make mistakes, but we learn from that together. But the goal of it is we are actively empowering to get the most out of our experience. And that's mm-hmm. because we're constantly asking the question, why have we always done it this way? Mm-hmm. And when we ask that question, you know, why have we always done it this way? We allow ourselves to understand, could there be a better way? And that's been very, very helpful. I love that, Chris. And what I love is it's not, you know, so, so often I think in, in leadership, we fall into the rut of what can I do today to make sure nothing bad happens? Right. Or how can, you know, <laughs> or what fires can I be putting out today, which is important, but it's not as important as the better question, which is where can we be growing today? Where can, who are we now? And where are we going to be? And so I love that. I love number three, challenging the status quo, because it gets, again, it's back to your mindset of growth, not just simply maintaining Correct. Yeah. I think it's important that we recognize growth does not happen, you know, quickly. It happens over time, but it happens in many small ways. And when you look back over time, you can really see that growth, but it is something that you have to be intentionally focused on. The fourth one is the importance of influencing or developing others. And within my role, you know, over time, I recognize the importance of developing other people and putting the focus on we, not me. Um, there's a quote that I share with our staff, and they've seen it a lot, but I think it's very helpful that we come back to it from time to time. And that is simply, don't aspire to be the best on the team, aspire to be the best for the team. Mm. You know, we relate the team to our school because it's important that our staff, myself, model and lead this, is that our goal should be to help others find success, you know, mm. other staff develop and grow and be happy for them when they do something outstanding. And in a day and age where people sometimes always want the pat on the back, we always, I think most influential can, if we can support others to be successful, that actually helps everybody wins. Mm -hmm. And so the more that leaders listen to their staff and connect with them, and then find ways to develop their confidence, influence their behavior, their instructional practices, and their thinking, that's how we can help teachers grow and really become more impactful over time. Mm. Uh, George Kuros, you know, he's a great author, educator. I, I love reading his books. And he had a quote that I've shared with 
our my assistant principal um, and other leaders uh, from Innovators Mindset, and it shared how, in reality, you cannot make anyone change. People can only change themselves. What you can do is create the conditions where change is more likely to happen. Mm, that's a great quote. And that really resonated with me when I read that because early on as an administrator, I made some mistakes where I was trying to force people to do certain things. And I learned very quickly in leadership, if you force something, it's not going to be very successful. Now, people may do it, but they're not really developing habits, you know, positive habits. So what we've been really trying to focus on is how can we put people in positions where change is more likely to happen, where they're going to be more connected, where they're going to have the inspiration and motivation to become better. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are focusing on is how do we help influence other people? Wow, Chris, that's so rich. I love that. You cannot make anyone change. People can only change themselves. What you can do is create the conditions where change is more likely to happen from, from George Coros. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So influencing others, not force, and it's, that's leadership. And, you know, when I think about growth, you know, I always share with people having goals is important. So as like a leader, it's important, I think, to know where do you want your school, the vision, where do you want your school to be? But at the same time, you can't be focused on goals. You got to be focused on growth. And the same is true for individual students and their learning. We want to be focused on their growth because they're all at different places. The same way with our teachers. You know, they're all at different places in their instructional pedagogy. And if we all try to expect them to do the same, we are not giving them that fair opportunity. So I think it's important we just really focus on growth and developing people. And by doing that over time, you're going to move the needle. Good stuff. Um, another area that I... I think is so essential is I just call it being intentional mm-hmm. with your efforts. And you know, I think in, in leadership, there are so many areas a person can focus on. And as a building administrator, you know, there's lots of different things on our plate and they're all important at different times. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so in, essential that we are intentional with our staff, with our work and focusing on a few key areas and what I try to focus on with uh, as a building principal is really developing and showing my appreciation for staff. Um, just last night, you know, I had the opportunity. I, I really believe in the power of the handwritten note. And so um, last night I finished up writing basically notes of gratitude or appreciation for each staff member, each teacher. Wow. And I'm going to put those in their mailboxes tonight simply because this time of year, everyone's getting tired and and that's normal. You know, that's kind of the normal pace of a school year. And so I was asking myself, like, what can I do? And and we're bringing around a food treat, you know, trolley that we're going to take their classes today, which is great because everybody likes food or, you know, hot coffee or tea. But sometimes it's that moment where they get a note in their mailbox or on their computer screen, you know, or on their door where basically it's just saying, you know, thank you for doing, uh, going above and beyond. And I really appreciate you providing X, you know, for our students that resonates with people. Mm -hmm. And so that rapport and love for others is something that's not, that doesn't come easy for me. So I have to be very intentional about putting time aside to make sure I do that. But I think that's an area of the intentionality is so important for staff. And that helps me to grow as a leader by being focused on that rapport and love for others. Wow. Well, Chris, that's so powerful. So Principal Matters listeners, we've made it through five. Let me just repeat those for those that are taking mental notes, Chris, or taking notes like I am as you're you're sharing. Mindset, two, develop core beliefs, three, challenge the status quo, four, influence others, and five, be intentional. And I'm just so encouraged by your intentionality and building rapport, giving positive feedback to your teachers, modeling, 
uh, being a servant leader, all of those are so powerful. So we've got five more, Chris, and I'm just so excited to, to learn more. So take us through those. Yeah, the, the next one is probably the one out of the, there, I think all 10 are important, but I, I feel like number six, which I refer to as reflection or, you know, taking time to reflect, that may be the most essential one for growth. Because I think, you know, when you think about in a, a day that goes by an administrator's world, every day is different. But if you don't take time to stop and really think about what happened, whether it was a tough phone call from a parent, a conversation with the teacher, or the PD that you led, if you don't really reflect and think about how it went, you're not able to really get better on your day-to-day work. So I think reflection is the key to really growth. And Mm. when I say that, though, I have to be mindful of myself that educators are very humble. And so sometimes when we reflect, we beat ourselves up. And so we have to be mindful that making positive change is a lot like running on a treadmill. Um, It always feels like you're on a level six, you know, you're running uphill. And so we always want to be reflecting, yes, but also I think it's important to note that sometimes, you know, talk to yourself out loud. Self-talk allows a person to be more positive versus just thinking in your head. Mm. And I always remind people that the more reflective you are, the more effective you will become. And with our staff, we try to reflect on upon our work several times in the year because I think that's important that we stop and just kind of think about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that also allows us to see our blind spots. So I try to really get feedback from our students, our staff, and our parents over the year um, at different ways, different times, because it allows me to see the mistakes I'm making. And I know I make mistakes, but and that makes me humble, but that's going to actually make me a better leader versus not recognizing those blind spots. So I think it's always important to reflect, learn from mistakes, adjust, and continue to strive to get better. Mm, And Chris, one of the things that you've taught me in our conversations together is the power of intentional reflection. And I know you even have a document that you've created that I know you use for your own self-reflection. I'm curious if you use it with your staff too, but it's it's a very detailed one or two page document that you use to just ask yourself questions on experiences that you've had in leadership and what lessons you've learned from those. Is that something that you that you do with your staff as well? Or is that something you just use on your own uh, self-reflection? That's a great question. I, I do use parts of those with our staff. Mm-hmm. And in fact, last night after school, we had a new teacher meeting with our new teachers and we used uh, four questions with them. Mm-hmm. And the four questions basically dealt with like, what are we, what do we love about our school? Mm-hmm. Another question is, what can I as a principal do to support you and help you feel fulfilled as an educator? Mm-hmm. And if you were a principal for a day, what would you change and why? You know, what would be your first change and why? And another area is, how is your instruction different this year than last year? And so those were four questions we went through with our new teachers yesterday, but we do try to reflect uh, with our staff at different points. And mm-hmm. I think it's important, not so much like the number of uh, questions, but it's that intentional purpose. That's what allows all of us to really be mindful and to grow. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Henry Ford, I, I found this quote and it was one of those times when I was uh, being kind of hard on myself, you know, trying to uh, move something forward within our building and initiative. And I was working with our staff on it and it just felt like we were getting stuck. And the quote by Henry Ford goes, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. 
And when I read that, it really resonated because it helped me to recognize that sometimes when things are the hardest is when we actually are making the most growth or most progress. Wow. And when you work with people, you know, lives and people are complex. And so making positive change in a school is complex. And so sometimes we have to be mindful just because things are hard does not mean it's not working. Yeah, I I love that quote. And it reminds me of a conversation, Principal Matters listeners, a couple of episodes back, I had a great conversation with Dave Sandwich, the retired administrator who now lives in Maryland and who is a sailor. And he talked about the fact that as he's learned to sail against the wind, it's reminded him that in leadership, leaders all almost always sail against the wind. It's not, you, 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 very, you very seldom get any opportunities to coast with the wind. And so, um, so I think reflection, uh, that's a, such a powerful way to look at reflection, Chris, is you're moving against the wind. So how are you going to use, reflect on those pushbacks, those difficulties, those obstacles so that you can learn from them and keep moving forward? So thanks for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Kind of connecting with that, another area that I think is so helpful for growth is our continual focus on learning. And for me, and for I think many leaders, one of the best ways to learn is through others or with others. So I I call it the power of the PLN, you know, the professional learning network. And I think it's so essential that we each find like-minded people and that we learn with and from them. And when you do that, you're really allowing yourselves to be open to different perspectives, share your ideas, your thoughts, but also listen to theirs. And all of that really propels your growth because it opens your mind to maybe new ways to consider things. And even though their levels, their schools, their challenges may be different, some of those themes are just what exactly what I'm dealing with. And so that's really allowed me to be more proactive, more understanding. And it really has allowed, I think, that growth to be accelerated. And when we talk about reflecting and sometimes we beat ourselves up, your professional learning network, the people you connect with, they are the ones who can help give you strength. And they are the ones who can help kind of, you know, give you pats in the back and say, no, you're doing the right thing. You just got to stay the course, you know? And so I think when you reflect, it's also so important we learn. And a lot of times that learning comes best just connecting with others. I love that. And, and this might be a good opportunity to, to stop for just a moment, Chris, and talk about the power of the PLN that you and I have had together because we've spent several weeks in some executive coaching sessions. And um, it may seem odd to, to leaders to think about investing time and resources for that, but what have been some of the benefits of that for your, for your own growth? I think it's so important to share your challenges with others because, and you know, what you're striving to do, because that allows other people to give you feedback where maybe we have unconsciously like a bias or um, we're not seeing those blind spots, you know, those things that are impacting our work that if we're not aware of those, it's going to limit or put us in lanes that we're not even aware of. And I, so I think what I learned with you and from you, it allowed me to really see different perspectives. It allowed me to understand new strategies that I should consider. And I think that it just makes you a stronger, better leader because you're becoming more foundational in your core beliefs, but also you're gaining more of a tool belt that allows you to apply to your role. Hmm. So it's, it's, I think it's essential. Well, and the, and the beautiful part is that we learn from each other. So even in situations where you're reaching out to someone to say, can you do some executive coaching with me? Or can you help me reach my next level or level up my leadership? I am also being leveled up. And so because we're, we're because we're engaging in, in, in self-growth, because we're engaging in reflection, because we're pushing each other to think about our own biases and our own needs for growth, 
we both grow in, in the meantime, just like the content that we're talking about right now, because, <laughs> because you shared so much of this content with me and our conversations together. I, I was so excited to be able to learn from you and also share it with listeners. And so that's fantastic. So broaden your learning, the power of, of your professional learning networks. That's great. I, I think that is so essential in this day and age because, you know, going to conferences is wonderful, face-to-face conversations, but you don't have to always travel to learn. You know, you can connect with people now so many ways, whether it's through uh, executive coaching, Boxer, you know, Twitter, Facebook, there's so many avenues. So I think it's just important that each person finds what they feel comfortable with, but they should at least get off the bench and get into the game, so to speak. So what's number eight? Uh, number eight is uh, what I consider maybe the one that I've really recognized in the last year or so is one of those that I have grown better in, and that is modeling your work, you know, being vulnerable. And uh, what I mean modeling your work is when I think back to like what we're trying to do with our staff with professional development, I ask them within their classrooms to be very focused on being a facilitator, making sure the lessons where the kids are doing the most of the thinking and the working, you know, being student centered, then I need to make sure RPD, our professional development matches that. So I want our staff during professional development to be actively working and thinking and sharing And so I think the more that we as leaders model our work, that is how, once again, we can grow and impact other people. Mm. And I think part of that is it's okay to tell people that there's times that we make mistakes or we're really struggling too. You know, like it's okay with a staff member to share, you know what, right now, I can't have this conversation right now. It's important to me that I listen to you. Can you give me five minutes? Mm. You know, I just got the phone with a tough phone call. Can you give me a few moments? It's okay Mm. to be honest with staff. But I think modeling that positivity, you know, with students and, you know, right now everyone's tired this time of year, but we have to model what we want because if we don't, then they're going to follow suit. And there's a phrase that I I recognize I've seen in different places where leaders are much like thermostats, not thermometers. You know, we set the tone of our building every day, good or bad, we set the tone. And we do that through how we interact with other people, our behaviors, our words, and most of it's nonverbal. And so the modeling, I think, is so essential. Another area that I think is so important is knowing your why. Hmm. Um, purpose is another way that sometimes people refer, or refer to that. But I think if leaders know their why, that allows greater purpose to our work. And that allows us to be, once again, going back to those core beliefs, more consistency in how we interact and how we serve our, our, our staff and our students. And when we know your why, I think that allows us to be very passionate towards that. And that influences others. And that, once again, is like a domino effect. That's going to allow them to be also modeling that same passion throughout the building. And so knowing your why, I think, for leaders is essential because our jobs are so demanding and we can really lose uh, sight of that, I think, pretty quick. And so I think knowing your why is essential. Number 10, the last one, I think, is just the importance of being positive. And I think, you know, schools, sometimes we deal with so much, so many challenges, so many negatives from the external, uh, you know, the outside of our walls that we have to just be mindful of our positivity. And I, there's a, a quote that hangs in our school and I don't, I got it from somebody in, in, in my professional learning network, but it says, if everyone in your school had your attitude, what kind of place would it be? Wow. And that's a, a mural that we put up in our school. And I, I love it because that is so true. If everybody has a positive mindset or a mindset of, okay, let's try. Wow. What an amazing place that we can create for students Mm -hmm. and staff. And so I think being positive doesn't mean we ignore the negatives, but I think it just means that we overcome 
the negatives. Well, I, I find the more, you know, I think in all leaders throughout over the years, if they're in leadership long enough, there will be years that are more challenging than others. Mm -hmm. And during those years or times, I have found that if you can remain focused on being positive and you do that, I think sometimes by being uh, showing gratitude towards others, that helps a person feel more positive. That allows you to get out of that negative spin and to continue to focus to grow forward. And I think sometimes leaders, um, we kind of get down into a spiral where we don't recognize even that we are becoming negative. So if we continue to focus on showing gratitude towards others, that allows us to be positive and that allows us to really set the tone for our buildings. So mm. positivity may be one of the most influential areas of growth. That's fantastic. Well, let's just review those 10 one more time. Principal Matters listeners, I know that you are being encouraged as I am. When you think about your own leadership, number one, think about your mindset. Number two, have you developed your core beliefs? Number three, how are you challenging the status quo? Number four, influencing others. Number five, being intentional with your efforts. Number six, reflecting on your experience. Seven, broadening your learning through the powers of PLNs. Number eight, modeling your work by being vulnerable. Number nine, knowing your why. And number 10, positivity. Chris, those are fantastic takeaways. What are some closing thoughts that you would like to leave with leaders today as they're thinking about how they can be growing in each of those areas as leaders? And I know that none of us do this perfectly. So what are some, uh, how would you like to wrap this up as you encourage leaders to reflect on those 10 areas? Well, I think it's important we recognize that all 10 are important, but throughout the challenges of our days and our weeks, you can't always be working on all 10 at one time. But it's that, once again, coming back to understanding how can you get better at your craft. And I think knowing where you can get better in your position as a leader, but also within your profession, but also in your personal life. So I think that work-life balance is very important. We remind our staff a lot that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So growth happens over time. And if we just use these 10 as ways to come back to our work, you know, to look at, to reflect, looking at those 10 um, in those positions, profession in your personal life, I think that allows us to get better over time. And I just encourage each person to kind of think about in the next two weeks and then maybe in the next two months, what are the ways you're going to look at those 10 through your lens is most important. Wow. Well, Chris Leglider, thank you so much for those amazing takeaways. And Principal Matters listeners, if you want to continue to grow with Chris's content, you can find him at his blog. And Chris, can you share a little bit about what kinds of content uh, leaders can find at your blog and then other ways that they can stay connected with you? Sure. Uh, and blogging is one of those areas that for me uh, personally, like I challenge myself or try to challenge the status quo is by blogging. So that's something in the last year or two that I really recognize has helped me but on my blog, leadlearnerperspectives.com, I really focus on three key areas. One is growth, another one is culture, and then another one is leadership. So typically the blog posts relate to one of those three key areas. I love to um, be on Twitter as well, and my handle is at CLegliter, so at C-L-E-G-L-E-I-T-E-R. That's my Twitter handle, and uh, that's, that's probably the best way to connect with me or through Boxer. But I really encourage everyone to connect with myself or others as a way to grow uh, together. And I think that's the best way over time to get better at our craft. 
Well, Principal Matters listeners, thank you for the time that you've taken to learn today. And Chris, thank you so much for those 10 powerful takeaways. And I just want to encourage you uh, leaders, reach out to Chris, check out his blog at leadlearnerperspectives.com, connect with him through Twitter or his email, and I'll include his contact information in the show notes. But Chris, thank you so much for leading your school. Thank you for being a, a leader who's constantly learning yourself. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for the time that you've taken this week to grow because what you do matters. And we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at williamdparker.com. 